Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to the second episode of Let Love Blossom, a two-part podcast series brought to you by PBOH 142 Hijri. Alright. So, Ustaz, welcome back. <laughs> Hello, Assalamualaikum. Okay, Ustaz. So, for this second episode, we'll be diving into uh, the challenges that some of our friends have uh, mentioned that they're facing when they're trying to love the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So let's jump right into it. So uh, first of all, I think some of us have reflected that the, the problem they, they have when they're trying to love the Prophet is that they, they realize that the love for the dunya itself, they feel is restricting them from doing so. Mm. So in your opinion, how can they go about this? Uh, how mm. can they um, use it, use the, the means of the dunya as a way to get close to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, for example? Sounds very challenging. Eh? <laughs> right. Okay, so uh, we are now in the second episode. We're talking about how to face challenges in life. Mm-hmm. It is um, a notion that we must embrace and accept that life is a challenge. Um, especially when we talk about religiosity and trying to portray our religiosity and spirituality in modern times, it's topsy-turvy because of the things that's happening around us, not mentioning also with the COVID situation, whatever not, mm. but to factor in, of course, social media, punya changes. Why is it changes? Because social media is still rampant. Mm-hmm. But over the past few years, you can you have seen um, the decline of uh, some platforms and the rise of some platforms. <laughs> right now, we call ourselves Zaman TikTok. TikTok. Dulu, my Zaman TikTok is TikTok Teko. You know TikTok Teko? Not sure, sir. There's this uh, TV Satu punya ad that goes TikTok Teko, TikTok Teko. Well, I'm old, I mentioned. Well, if you ask your parents, they will know that it's actually a Nescafe punya ad. Oh, okay. So it's really, orang kalau tanya nak minum apa, I TikTok Teko, TikTok Teko. That is a real IA TikTok. So it's IA TikTok, it's actually Nescafe punya ad. Alright, so going back to this, challenges are real. You cannot run away from that. And especially when we talk about religiosity and spirituality, how do we, um, you know, um, try to portray the love for Rasulullah or emulate the sunnah or try to be a good person when there's so many distractions in this world? Starting off mm. with love for this dunya. Mm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala already said in the Quran. And this is a dua that I think all of you memorize or have heard of before. Rabbana atina fid dunya hasana. What does it mean? We mm. ask Yes. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us a dunya. That's good. Mm. And equally, grant us an akhira. That's good. Mm. Did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mention Rabbana atina fil akhirati hasana awalan? What about mm. then dunya? Allah started off dunya first and then akhira. Why? Don't uh, uh, uh. <laughs> tell me what, what do you think? What, what do you think? I mean, not we are not mufassir, mm-hmm. but I mean, try to just think relatively mm-hmm. and trying to link it back to context. Why is it Allah started off with dunya hasana or then akhirah hasana? Why dunya was mentioned first? I think um, linking back to what we are speaking here, I think uh, Allah would like us to realize that we cannot forget the dunya. Uh, definitely, mm-hmm. that dunya actually plays a part in our uh, development as a human, also and All also right. through dunya. Okay. Like, I think uh, we have learned that uh, dunya is a place to cucuk tanam, eh, to sow yeah. the seeds for akhirah. Okay. So I think that is probably why uh, Allah mentions. You sound politically correct. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Danish, what do you think? Why do you think we men- Allah subhanahu wa mentioned dunya first and then akhirah? I mean, like, for me, Chris. Um, Currently, we are going through this moment. Dunya comes first. Yes. And with this dunya, then 
it, whatever we have now mm-hmm. becomes to akhirat. And then, yes. like you said, mm-hmm. previous time, the free Correct. will. Yeah. And then, with this free will, will uh, be able to lead us to what you're going to face in akhirat. Mm. I mean, definitely, yes. Because we are living in this dunya. Mm-mm-mm. And that's why Allah talks about context first. I mean, you are listening to this podcast. Is this, post- is this podcast dalam dalam alam kubur? <laughs> it is not in the realm of the dead. It is mm. in this dunya. Mm. I mean, we are now so technologi- technologically advanced that you don't have to attend a lecture to listen to a lecture. You don't even have to attend class. I mean, physically, there's Zoom. Unless otherwise you are muted for two hours. you know, <laughs> And nobody tells you that. It's called baffling. But otherwise, um, yeah, we're in the dunya. Mm. And being in this dunya, it is very human. Not for you to be distracted, but for you to be attracted to the laws of the dunya. Mm. You have needs that you have to address. You have dreams that you want to achieve. Mm. You have a vision that you want to reach eventually. You want to be a certain being eventually. Mm-hmm. You aspire to have a family. You know, you you aim to get a good job and whatever not. You are going through the moments of your studies right now. Why? To prep for your future. And that's something which is very straightforward. You mm. are living in this dunya. And you cannot deny the fact that you have needs that you need to address as well. Mm. So, unless otherwise, you go beyond the scale of a human being. Lah. You punya dream reaches the heavens. Lah. <laughs> kan? You want to be rich until dalam kubur, ke apa ke, until, until death or ever not. So, but technically... It is normal for us to be, I won't say distracted, but for us to be attracted to the loss of the dunya. Mm-hmm. But what's the glass ceiling? How do we stop? You know, being a Muslim, a practicing Muslim, a believer, you will always want to follow the best of examples. And that is Rasulullah wasallam. Because we are always duly reminded mm-hmm. of Rasulullah in our salat, in our du'as and whatever not. We attend lectures, we hear certain things, we hear advice. It's always with regards to Rasulullah Wasallam. A man who we have not seen, been with, walked with, have passed on 1,400 years ago, but is still being mentioned every single second in a human's life. Mm-hmm. It's really relevant. But to what extent do we think of this dunya until so much so that Allah, uh, Rasulullah Wasallam, oh. and Allah is so much forgotten. That means you have gone through a lot of thoughts and thinking about this dunya that you forgot about your eternal end. Mm. Can. Yes. So it's not wrong for you to think about the dunya. It's not wrong for you to enjoy the toils of this dunya. It's not wrong for you to, uh, in the words of modern people, enjoy the finer things in life. Mm-hmm. As long as you are not drawn 100% away from Allah and Rasulullah mm-hmm. which is totally absurd. Which is totally absurd. For example, if you are driving, if you are hungry, would you be thinking of food 100%? <laughs> no, man. You'll, you'll be in a crash. <laughs> and you will then just be focusing on... You can... Okay, I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry. I'm driving. You still are hungry. Mm. And you still think of food. But what's the percentage? Mm. The percentage of food... Thinking of food... Maybe it's up to 30%, 40%? Mm. Sometimes 50, yeah. Sometimes 50. But your relative <laughs> mind... Your mind is still focused on the... Driving. On the driving on the road. Mm. Am I right? Yes. So likewise... In order for you to be distracted, that thing must be coming in much more important than what you have inside your heart and soul. So, can we reach that level and status? We can. Because, of course, definitely there's a lot of distraction in this dunya. Mm. Especially social media. 
Mm. Now, in the words of a person that I really respect, I really respect, uh, it's in Malay. He says, "Manusia tak pernah puas dihiburkan." Mm. It means that um, human beings will never have enough of entertainment. Mm. And over the years, you have seen how entertainment have evolved. Yeah. How old is Netflix? That's an interesting question. Twenty ten, eh? Twenty. I'm not sure actually. Since when do you start watching Netflix? For myself, it was two years ago to watch Etugrul. Eh, <laughs> the topic pun very <laughs> Islamic. <laughs> What about you, Danish? When did you start watching Netflix? Um, I think about five years back. Really? Yeah. For me, I last checked my account. It was I think three years ago, mm-hmm. four years ago, four years ago I think mm-hmm. that I started to have an account lah. What's your favorite show, Stas? <laughs> I watch a lot of political dramas. Oh. Yeah, uh, House of Cards. Um, there's um, Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory in the past, but I really forgot about it. Hmm. Then, if you ask me, Netflix, okay, um, House of Cards is, is really political. Political. Then there's another one, um, the one that has talks about finance. Apa apa, I can't remember. Billions. Eh? Ah, billions. Ah, yes, that's, that's it's a good very one, intriguing yeah. show. Otherwise, my my cup of tea would be Jurassic Park. Some shows, something, yeah lah. Can some Hindustani movies, Dilwale. Yeah, I have the Hindustan part of me lah. Okay, <laughs> so all right. So technically, you talk about Netflix mm. four years. Now, if you go to Netflix, have you ever completed a show? Now, honestly, do you complete the show? I make a point too. Ah, you make for a point me. I too. actually yeah. don't actually use this. Yeah, It we spend jumping. more time searching yeah, yeah, yeah. than watching. And that is actually, without us realizing, that's the relativity with our life. Mm. We are searching for something, but we are never thankful and we are never appreciative of what mm. we have. We kept searching and searching and searching and searching to make ourselves feel contented, but we are never contented in life. And I'm not talking about just Netflix alone. I'm talking about life. Yeah. I'm talking about at your age, maybe life partners, friends, experiences in life, things you want to do. Blah blah blah, yada yada yada. We are never contented with what we have, mm. and that's why we have COVID to a certain extent, because 2019 was not about a year of dwelling about what you didn't have, but to be thankful for what you have. Mm. Because most of us, we were, you know, we were at home, yeah. doing nothing, watching Netflix, and <laughs> until Ben and Jerry's clock and ice cream Netflix, <laughs> you know, there's Netflix yeah flavor. Again, so that, to that extent, to mark 2019 as a year, 2020 as a year, that can never be forgotten. Mm-hmm. And yeah, everyone is affected. Now, going back to being, you know, related to Rasulullah Sallallahu and trying to follow in the footsteps of Rasulullah Sallallahu why are we so distracted? Because you are allowing yourself to immerse in the realm of worrying of something, searching of something that doesn't have any end. You are trying to feed your nerves that is endless. You're trying to feed your desires and your whimsical fantasies, and there can never be a stop to it. Mm. There can never be a stop to your entertainment. There can never be a stop to your, con- your, 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 your contentedness with your life. Mm. You can never be contented with anything. And at the end of the day, when you don't have all that, how can you be happy? And then when you try to link back to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's life, you will then say. Zaman Rasulullah SAW lain, Ustaz. It's a different era. The Prophet SAW had different challenges compared to ours. So what was the Prophet's challenges that was much more difficult than ours? Breaking through the barriers. Uh. 
Aren't we doing the same right now? And there are a lot of barriers in, in our own life and in our own era right now, in our zaman. What are you guys going through? For me, I'm I'm almost reaching a midlife crisis. <laughs> Do I mean I'm an ustaz, but my Grab and Foodpanda account, I call myself the professor <laughs> <laughs> because too much of lakasa di papel. <laughs> but technically, you know, what am I going to do in the next five years? Mm. You guys might not go through it just yet because you guys still in varsity. Mm. But for the working adults, what are we going to do? Especially for those who are you know not in a stable economy, kind. So. Going back to Rasulullah SAW, why, why, why we get distracted? Because we worry too much. It's a zaman of worry. It's a time of worry. And this endless worry is bottomless. So much so that even if I tell you, okay, reading Salawat and Salam, reading the Quran, learning about Islam, will be the joy that you'll ever need. You will not understand it. Correct. Why? Because you are still searching. Mm. And is this okay, Ustaz? It's okay to a certain extent. You you need to allow yourself to grieve. You need to allow yourself to heal. You need to allow yourself to go through that process. The key word here is process. But like any other process, you must reach the final solution. Mm. Now, if you do not allow Rasulullah his lifestyle, his traditions to be a solution to our problem, then till whatever time comes may, you'll never find a solution and you'll never be contented with anything. Ask ourselves this simple question. Are we happy with what we have? Are we happy with what we have at the moment? And I'm, and I can assure you by saying that our answer will be already no. Yeah. Allahu alam. <laughs> I think Ustaz, you mentioned uh, something that actually would like to bring forward which is the contextualizing because the question that you asked just now was uh, the challenges that Prophet faced at his time, we can contextualize to our time. And I think something that we struggle as a Muslim nowadays is to contextualize the different things that we learn about Prophet to our time. So how, how can we be as religious as the Sahabas? You know, how, can we ever be like them? Mm. So in your opinion, Ustaz, how can we go about this? Okay, all right. It's finding, it's finding the circle. Mm. It's being in a circle of people that can 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 inspire you. Yeah that can 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 you know help and propel you towards a better eventual end you know or being in state you know people will ask how do i do that to stars you know like just now we talk about social media being mm-hmm. distracted with the dunya so again perhaps my, someone might say but ustaz how do we not allow ourselves to get distracted you will always get distracted then mm. now there's this thing allah said in the quran yawma la yanfa'una malun wala banun illa man atallaha biqalbin salim there will come a point of time when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not take a look at the amount of wealth that you possess and you own. Allah will not take a look at the amount of children that you get mm-hmm. and you have begotten. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala look at the status and state of your heart. إِلَّا مَنْ أَطَلَّهَا بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ Except for those who comes back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a state of tranquility. Now the question to lead back to your question and the question before is, I want to I I give you another question. <laughs> what is the state of your heart? Uh, is our heart in a state of qalbun salim? In a state of, you know, peacefulness? In a state of rest? In a state of tranquility? Or are we just restless, torn, shattered, undecided, lost, still searching? 
Now, definitely, our hearts are not at its best position or status right now. Mm. With the so many uncertainties in life, lagi-lagi somehow with, you know, at your age, uh, as a youth, as a young, you know, adult, with so many uncertainties lo- looming in the in, 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 you know, in the horizon, sometimes you don't know how to lead your life. Ini belum lagi talking about exams, <laughs> school life, private life, juggling work, helping parents, you know, dreams of, you know, a millennial wanting to have a car, nak, nak duduk, tak nak, tak nak apply HDB, want to have a condominium straight away, want, macam-macam lah, want to travel, <laughs> nampak Ustaz Fiza travel business class, alamak, nak, nak ikut Ustaz Fiza business class. Nak pergi cruise. <laughs> nak pergi cruise. <laughs> Kurus dulu, pergi cruise. <laughs> Rock the boat. So, A lot of this. And I went through this myself. Mm. I went through this myself. I don't know about you guys right now, but when I was younger, I went through it myself. Even when I was working, so many uncertainties in life. So the question is, it's about the state of the heart. What has this got to do with being like the Sahaba, being like Rasulullah SAW, having contention or being contented with what we have? Mm. It goes back to the heart. Mm. How do we train our heart? Of course, Jawapan Ustaz-Ustaz And Ustaz-Ustaz will answer is Jangan lupa solat Don't forget to perform your solat <laughs> Don't forget to perform your salawat Don't forget to read Quran Belajar agama But for a person who's starting Is that easy? No, it's never easy Like for example You ask Ustaz Fizar Okay Ustaz Besok we run 10 kilometers <laughs> I look at you and say I call you crazy <laughs> Maybe Because, <laughs> because, <laughs> because <laughs> Maybe we can start off With a 10 meter relay 10 meters relay so Before we even step on 10 kilometers <laughs> kan? So again You know Baby steps Mm-hmm And if you guys are worried about the state of your being, it's okay. As long as you have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and it grows, that's most meaningful and great. Because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was asked before, what's the best kind of amal? And the Prophet said, the best kind of amal is one that is istiqamah, one that is consistent. So be consistent with your life and be consistent with the growth of your spiritual life. It takes a while for you to embrace Islam, even as a Muslim, mm-hmm. to understand through the daily objectives of becoming a Muslim, your actions, your 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 you know your your ibadas, your actions, and so on and so forth. It's okay. Take time to go through it, but don't delay further. Mm-hmm. You need to find a circle of friends that will keep you in a state of tranquility. You know, even if you touch about Islam, you don't even talk about being a Muslim or you know religiosity. Mm-hmm. Which you want to be in a circle of friends that is always you know really crazy, raring on the go, always <laughs> shouting. You get tired eventually. Okay, you you wouldn't have friends yang sports guys kejap naik basikal. Yeah, let's go and cycle. Let's go and cycle. Let's go and cycle. You won't. Sekali you want to take grab juga. Okay, for example, you want to just sit back, you know, and relax. So likewise, you know, you need to find a circle of friends that that can somehow help you to find that tranquility. Mm-hmm. It's about finding their friends. But the question will be, but then Ustaz, how about our friends yang not tranquil and they're wild <laughs> and you know, they're so energetic yes. and they're always on the go? Then pull them. For example, you know, if there's five of you, four of you are really tranquil, sabah punya kind of person, mm-hmm. always, always have patience, soft-spoken, nice. and then there's this one guy who's always screaming, shouting, <laughs> and he's in these four people. Don't you think he'll be drawn to being softer in his mm, language and can. Likewise, if Shaukat as a very soft, gentle giant <laughs> be in the company of four people who's a punk rock, <laughs> don't you think at the end of the day, Shaukat will be Shaukat, you know? He'll be a, he'll be a rock star, yeah? <laughs> you know? Why? Because he's trying to assimilate. Yeah. So, that's how you do. That's da'wah. You allow people to assimilate with the greater good. So, find four people 
and get one person, a friend of yours that perhaps might not understand, be a guide to him. That's what we call mentoring. And the mm, Prophet so was the greatest of mentors. Mm. This is a time where we need spiritual mentoring. Mm. You need to be in the company of not just religious teachers, but people who can bring you back to religiosity. You need to fine-tune yourself, find your footing first before you can immerse. You cannot, you cannot dive before you learn how to swim. Because even if you dive, you can't swim, you die. <laughs> okay, you, you don't run before you walk. Mm. Okay? So mm. you don't swim, you don't dive before you swim. <laughs> okay? So likewise, in order to become a good Muslim, you not only just learn, but you need to keep that practice going on. You need to find that circle of friends. So if my nasihat would be, so is it about learning? Yes, learning is of course important. You know, people say, find an ustaz, find an accredited ustaz, don't learn from the internet, blah, 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 blah. My nasihat would be, in this, in this realm of technology and the realm of social media and friends, friendship, mm -hmm. find true friends, legit friends, that can bring you back to faith. Rewarding to you and your friendship and the society in this dunya and the akhara. Mm. Quit talking about people. Start talking about the future. Sure. Alright? Okay, um, so we have talked about a group of people like us where we just about to start. Hmm. But there's also another group where they are already um, at a certain level where they are, they are doing uh, some sunnahs here and hmm. there. And, but they feel that they actually reach a certain level of plateau. Hmm. Like, then how do you, how do like this, uh, people like this, like this, right, will like reignite the love of Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Because like, sometimes to the point where like, at times when we pray, because it's like so into routine. our daily routine, right? Yeah. And then like, then to the point where they don't really feel that much love for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. But then now, put it into context to like, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, right? Mm. Yeah. How do you actually like, keep reigniting that love? I understand. Yeah. Understand. I I I mean I like the word plateau, but have you been on a plateau before? Mm, not for I've me. I've seen a plateau in geography You've class. Seen <laughs> a plateau in geography class. That's why you talk about geography. But have you been on one before? No, no. that's. I've been in one in Yemen, oh. and I've seen one in Australia and, and flying over it. And I've been one on Yemen. The climb is not easy. It's difficult. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of you know night jeep, so you have to. The driver needs to master a few maneuvers. Mm -hmm know, to go up the arms, the heels. And then eventually when you hit a plateau, it is legitly a plateau. Mm. It's so flat that if you were to continue driving straight, you fall off the end of the plateau. <laughs> and I wouldn't want to say in spirituality, a person hits a plateau. Because technically, if you say a person hits a plateau of faith, that means they're sampai. Dah. Mm. They're sampai. They're sampai. The person has reached the destination because there's no other destination out. Where else Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always up there. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is always up there. The journey of spirituality and faith has always been tied down with going up. Heaven has always been pictured as going up. And how do we say going up? Mr. Bean up. He came down from light. Casper went up. Remember the cartoon Casper? Your friendly neighborhood goes. So it's always up. And then stairway to heaven. <laughs> it's not, you know, it's not going down. Basement to heaven. It's stairway to heaven. Always up. So when you say plateau, that means you have not reached your truest potential. Because with Allah, there's no end. With Rasulullah, there's no end. So what I like to use is flatline. Mm. Flatline. Like in life, uh, when a person flatline, it's either you need, you need to be, what they call it, um, resus. Mm -hmm. You know, the medical term is this, but that's what I learned from 
kan scrubs so <laughs> so uh, resuscitate Mm. That when that's where you get the 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 uh, what's they call it the exuberator. 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 I'm British now. Boleh lah, boleh lah. Mind my British, alright. <laughs> so they use that to reignite, to re- rejuvenate, or to to restart the person's heart. Mm. You know, just to yeah, just kickstart the person's heart. So it's flatlining. But is there a potential for it to go up again, to spike up again? Yes. Mm-hmm. If the maneuver. Is accepted by the body, mm-hmm. and if of course spirituality, uh, spiritually, if Allah allows it lah, mm-hmm. kan. But doctors will say if you you know you you try to ni resus, the person might have a chance of surviving again, mm-hmm. but it's painful lah. So, how do we do that? That's where your circle of friends, your experience, mm-hmm. who you choose as a teacher, you know, um, is really important, because if you come to a point where flatline and nobody comes and resuscitate you. Your condition is gonna get 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 worse. Mm-hmm. A human being cannot flatline for more than how many minutes? Oh, I guess two minutes. I'm not sure actually. Mm-hmm. I think about there lah, four, mm-hmm. four or five minutes lah. Mm-hmm. Because if you go through that, when there's lack of oxygen that goes to your brain, mm-hmm. you are technically brain dead. Mm-hmm. You will not survive. Mm-hmm. Even if they resuscitate you and you are able to continue, your your heart jumps start back again. Your mind is going to be flattened. It's going to be erased. Mm-hmm. You are going to live a life of a sawi or kailan. A vegetable, <laughs> right? More often than not. So again, in spirituality too, that's why Imam Shafi'i has this to say: a person who goes three days without receiving nasihat or advice is like a tree being cut off its roots. A human being void of any form of spiritual advice is like a tree being cut away off its roots. What does Imam Shafi'i trying to say over here? Now, if within three days nobody comes to you, or you don't put in an effort to get spiritual help and assistance in your life, mm-hmm. it is like a tree being cut from its roots. Mm-hmm. A tree being cut away from its roots does it still look good as a tree? No, no. it does. Oh. A huge tree, like a rain tree, mm-hmm. you cut it away from its roots. Sometimes it doesn't just topple over. A huge tree. Talk mm-hmm. about sequoia tree. Mm-hmm. You can't just cut across because it's so huge and massive. Mm-hmm. Or a, a fully grown mature tree. You cut it off. Okay, even if it's slanted, it topples over. Mm-hmm. Does the leaf immediately wither? It takes time. Yeah. How long does it take? A long time. Okay. The bark, does it get bad all of a sudden? No. And that's, you ha- and that's why you have your furniture. Your furniture is still sturdy and strong. Mm. Mm. Certain types of wood, kayu jati, rosewood, whatever, all these expensive wood that last for... Entire lifetime, it becomes an antique. Mm. Why are they expensive? Because the quality of the wood is super strong. Mm-hmm. But what Imam Shafi is trying to say is, by the essence of life, when a tree is being cut away from its root, is it still surviving or is it dead? It's dead. Ne? It's dead. But unlike human beings, the decomposition takes a longer time, longer time. Yeah. to break down and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So that's what Imam Imam Shafi is trying to say. Even if you don't see the effects of not receiving spiritual help and assistance, you tak belajar, you don't receive nasihat for three days. The question will be. I'm okay, what? Okay, okay. I'm still okay, what? I don't. Yeah, I'm not been praying for the past, you know, <laughs> how many years, but I'm still surviving, what? I have mm. breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I still have my friends, but I'm okay, what? You did not realize that they're decomposing naturally. You're thing. not realizing that spiritually, essentially, you are decomposing inside you. Mm. You are now being desensitized, yeah. and that's the worst part of being a human being. Yes. So that's what Imam Shafi is trying to say, guys. So I think that is an answer that you yeah. guys are looking for. 
and I hope you can relate to that inshallah I think uh, we would like to continue talking a lot more Ustaz but maybe we can just end off today with just one maybe episode 3 and 4 and 5 and 6 inshallah Ustaz I mean I mean I guess I have an interesting question that I was thinking of so hmm. if Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was alive today yeah. how would you envision him to be like how would he be like Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Okay, now is a is now is the zaman or the time of social media. Can let me just mm. ask you back this question: Hello. If Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had an Instagram account, mm. would he first and foremost would he accept you? And secondly, what will be his posting? Mm. I, mean, I will assume you'll be. Yeah. I cannot imagine. No. <laughs> I would hope he accepts me. It would be like a dark world channel, right? I can answer. I can answer. Mm-hmm. Would Rasulullah accept us? No. He already accepted us. Allah. His account is not private. <laughs> the fact that he lives for, despite being back in the realm of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala for 1,400 years, he's still living amongst us. He is still amongst us, living inside our hearts. Mm. He is living inside our hearts. His essence is ethos. So the question number one: If I ask you, would he accept us? Rasulullah <laughs> readily accepts anyone, even if it means the one who adds him is a hater. Because there was once a story of you know this 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 netizen, <laughs> oh, you know, a person on the rakazan, right? He went in front of Rasulullah SAW and said, "Assalam alaikum, may death be upon you." I think you guys heard the story before, and Aisha responded by saying, "Waalaikum assalam, and upon you be death too." And Rasulullah SAW apprehended and Aisha and replied by saying in the affirmative, "Waalaikum salam." Despite the fact that his enemies, his his haters, were there to announce death on him, mm-hmm. the Prophet Sallam responded with love, care, and mercy by praying for them. Waalaikum salam, mm-hmm. peacefulness. So the fact that if there's going to be haters, you know, that's going to add him, he's just going to very well add you into his Instagram account. His mm-hmm. postings, his postings will that always be? Is he like those kind of postings, young? Hari ni kita kongsi ayat Quran uh, <laughs> ayat 40 you know or the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said you know Inshallah. he will not do it. the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam will share general stuff hmm. that has a messaging inside it of love mercy respect and it's not too general that you will not have a hint of islam it is very islamic but it is for everyone the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam put no barrier With believers and non-believers, the Prophet Sallam never placed any form of barriers with people of wealth or people void of wealth. The Prophet Sallam never put a, 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 a difference for people of color and people of of, of you know local people. Mm-hmm. You know, so the Prophet Sallam was, you know, he was a champion of social justice. Mm-hmm. So if he had an Instagram account, he will definitely win. You know, whatever awards there will be, I think he'll take over Instagram, he'll take over Facebook, Twitter, whatever definitely. not. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So ask yourself this question: If Rasulullah Sallam is your is in your friend list, if Rasulullah Sallam is in your friend list, would whatever you have posted all this while <laughs> on your Instagram feed and IG story be something that you are ashamed of? Because Allah. Rasulullah Sallam will read and follow every single posting. Now I haven't even talked about TikTok. <laughs> so you know, yeah, it's it's really. Uh, you guys have TikTok? Uh, I don't know. I do. What was this? Uh, you dance? 
I don't dance. I I watch the content on TikTok. <laughs> but looking at the way you move, I see the groove in there. Yeah, yeah. You promote social on TikTok. I'm looking forward to one of your videos dancing to Japse Dera Mil. Maybe we can collect Ustaz. No, 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 no. I I just watch only. <laughs> so technically, yeah. I mean, it's a set well out there. Honestly, I mean, if Rasulullah, you know, there's a song that goes like, "Kana bayna al Habib, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was amongst us." How would he react to things that he sees? Would he be smiling or would he be crying? You know, so. But for sure, Rasulullah understands us. But the thing is, do we understand Rasulullah sallallahu Rasulullah gave us a chance. Allah subhanahu wa taala always gave us a chance mm-hmm. to always be better in life. Because if Allah subhanahu wa taala was to stop giving us that chance, we would have been, all of us would have been dead. Or mm. all our, you know, all our sins, all our wrongdoings have been exposed by Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Count back the good things compared to the bad things you have done. Count back the amount of sins that we have done every single day mm-hmm. compared to the good things you have done every single day. Or rather, or rather, count back, reflect on the amount of people you have made them smile today compared to the amount of people you have made them angry today. The negative will always outdo the positive, mm. and we don't realize that, and mm. that is how bad we have been. Such a naughty boy. <laughs> so technically, we have to really buck up. We have to realize that, you know, it's as simple as okay, I'm sorry, I'm not ready to talk about religiosity. It's fine. Then be disciplined with what you do. Even if you talk about being in the army life, eventually, there's a certain decorum and discipline. Yeah. Likewise, in school, you are in NUS right now. Mm-hmm. You don't talk about religiosity and spirituality. All of you are a, 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 a varsity student. Mm-hmm. You are an NUS person, a, a student. You have to uphold the creed of becoming an NUS student. You're an ambassador to NUS. You live by that creed to not become a dimwit or be, you know, an absolute fast to the entire varsity life or your entire, you know, cohort. Mm. There's a decorum, likewise in Islam. If you can follow through that discipline, why not follow through that discipline and decorum as a Muslim? Mm. Allahu Akbar. We would love to talk to you, Ustaz, way longer than this. And inshallah, like you mentioned, maybe episode three, four, and five. But unfortunately, <laughs> we have run out of time. And with we this, we can do that on a cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, like Ustaz, <laughs> on that note, um, would you like to say anything to our listeners here? All right. So I'm sorry if I take more time. I know it's 30 minutes, but yeah, that is the risk when you engage me, Ustaz Visa. <laughs> 30 minutes means 30, 30 episodes, lah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, in a, in a nutshell, um, while maybe you know I'm introduced as an ex executive director of Bapa, it's not. It doesn't mean that I am disconnected from the community. It doesn't mean that I'm disconnected from the MMO lifestyle or world of work and so on and so forth. I am still very much um, absorbed and attached to um, MMOs. Or Malay Muslim organization, and of course, Bapa itself. Mm-hmm. Only I come in from a different capacity. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I do uh, in the field of my social enterprise, mm-hmm. or um, in my in my current one of my businesses, is called the Mutual Good Private Limited. Mm-hmm. What I always do is I I oh I am always looking for volunteers. Mm-hmm. Now in the past, it's always easy to find volunteers, but nowadays, volunteering is is dwindling. It's a downward spiral. It's difficult, so I'm calling to anyone and everyone who's who's listening to this podcast, who's who's free and available. I'm not asking for your dollars and cents. I'm asking you for a little bit of your energy and time. If you do have some um, spare time, energy, and you want to go down on the ground and become a touch point to the community, mm. um, you can always you know um, always ask Shaukat or Danish or come straight to me, inshallah. And I always have projects, community projects mm. that would require um, what do you call it, a partnership. 
with other community partners like yourself listening to this podcast. And if you want to help, uh, do come down. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, um, I have a lot of projects. One of them is Project Kasimakan. Um, while the other communities might be coming in with their their funds and their help and assistance, monetary form and so on and so forth, what I would need is people who has a different kind of donation. Mm-hmm. The donation of your time, the donation of your strength and energy. And I need that. I also need people that can communicate with people because I'm no longer going to just give food. I want to give food and food for thought. I want to get <laughs> people that becomes a touch point to also um, spread the messaging of love and mercy, mm-hmm. of course, Islam, and also to connect with them. Mm-hmm. It is via, you know, there's a saying that goes, um, to reach a man's heart, mm-hmm. go through the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> right? And uh, you guys have given me, yeah, can, uh, what do we have after this, Brandy? Eh? So, <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, there's a new term called hangry. Oh. Hungry, angry. Mm-hmm. Right? So technically, um, how I, I find myself so relatable to community work is it is through their stomachs that we eventually reach their heart. Mm-hmm. And it's a strong opportunity. And I know you guys have an unfounded, untapped energy that you might want to share with us in the community. Mm-hmm. So if you do have some space and time, just holler me up, you know, keep in touch. Uh, you can always ask Shaukat Danish or anyone from 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 the hood. <laughs> and inshallah, uh, you can always link up with me. Inshallah. All right. Thank you so much, Ustaz. So like Ustaz mentioned, if you are interested, do reach out to either me um, or Danish or also Ustaz Fiza. Ustaz Fiza, maybe you can drop your IG or something. Yeah, it's... Um, don't be alarmed. My uh, F- FB and Facebook... Uh, FB and IG name is Moch Pfizer. No... I did not came out with the Pfizer vaccine, <laughs> uh, but it just sounds closest to Fizar. But yeah, it's you can search M O C H P F I Z E R, or you can also find me as Fizar Zainal. All right, because both will pop out me as a person. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and with that, we have come to the end of the Let Love Blossom and the end of PBUH one four four two Hijri events. Um, thank you, Ustaz, for gracing our podcast. May everyone benefit from both episodes and continue to love and be in a state of constant remembrance of our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Inshallah. With that, thank you so much, Ustaz, thank and so assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi taala wa barakatuh.